podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi and welcome to the podcast from Secret Golf, second one of the year and already we have something to celebrate. I'm Diane Knox-Bayless and I'll be joined by Steve Elkington in just a little while. This week on the PGA Tour, it's the Sony Open in Hawaii at Wailai Country Club. So we're going to have a look at the tournament, at the course, and then give you our top picks in the form of our outright favourites, ones to watch, and those all-important dark horse picks. So last week, it was the Century Tournament of Champions at Kapalua, and Cam Smith was the champion. It was an incredible display of golf I mean the scores were so low it was a birdie fest and Cam winning at 34 under par this is where I get a little bit smug because I had picked him as my winner I was so happy and I actually won money on the SG Tour golf gaming app I would be a little bit more excited about that had I not finished behind Elk. So he took the big prize. But the SG Tour games are up and running again this week. If you have an iOS device, you can download the SG Tour in the App Store and then play along in one of the games. You select your four ball team. One guy from each of the four tiers based on their official world golf ranking and the lowest aggregate score wins. There's different pay structures too. So for example, me finishing in third place last week, I won a little bit of money, which was nice. So let's bring in Elk because as I said, we're celebrating the fact that I had picked the winner, but you had picked the guy in second. That's correct. And not to add a little bit more salt in your wound, I also had uh, Mark Leishman who finished 10th on my team. And I also had Matt Jones, who was my D player in our game, who finished third. And you know, when I thought when I think about Hawaii, Diane, I think of the southern hemisphere of Australia, which is basically the same climate. So we're 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 in this we're in the summertime in Australia right now. And the boys that I talked about, Cam Smith, which you took, rightly so, Mark Leishman, uh, Matt Jones. We're we're all our bodies are all built for Christmas time to be in the summer, mm-hmm. in the wind. And our, our turf is almost identical uh, as it is in Hawaii. So we, we knew Cam Smith won uh, the Hawaiian Open at Wailai. We'll talk about him soon. But last week, uh, Cam Smith, Diane. Unreal. I mean, yeah. I wrote him a text message and I said, you know, I was listening to the to the broadcasters and they were so heavy on, you know, Ram being number one in the world. And they were sort of, I don't want to say maybe leaning that Cam may not be able to hold on to this, but I wrote to Cam Smith last night and I wrote, Mate, you drove it further than John Rahm and straighter. Your irons were closer and you putted miles better. It didn't even look like it was a one-shot event to me, but yes, it was. But uh, Cam Smith is dangerous, Diane, right now with the putter. Yeah, and we had talked about him when I picked him as my outright winner on the podcast last week. I'd said, you know, he's not one of the longest hitters in the field, and we knew that was going to be key around Kapalua, but he proved but he is us now. wrong. I know, and he said afterwards that over the break, and and he has talked a lot about, about this in the past, that he can be a little bit lazy with his practice, but he said over the break, he'd been working on a few things with his swing, and it showed. We've always talked about the fact that he 
he's a dynamite putter. The question mark was over his closing, and we'd seen that a couple of times. The WGC FedEx St. Jude, he couldn't get it done there. The Northern Trust, similar problem when he hit his tee shot wayward on 18. But everything came together for him. And to me, after watching him finish on Saturday, there was no question as to whether or not he was going to keep that going on Sunday. Yeah, and I was watching on TV closely um, because, you know, being Hawaii, it finishes up in prime time. And Cam Smith's ball speed was 177 miles an hour. That was about his average. John Rahm was fluttering around 178, 180 miles an hour. But it was funny that I kept I kept noticing, I tell, kept telling my son Sam that there's Cam Smith, 20 yards, 15 yards, five yards ahead of Rahm on every hole. And even Mark Rolfing um said that on the telecast that Cam Smith's out driving John Rahm every hole. Yeah. And so how's that possible? Lower balls, uh, less ball speed than Rahm. So he must have been had less spin on the ball. So when it landed, it was running out really well. But, um, but yeah, Cam Smith said he fixed his swing. He had a sort of a little, um, let's see, at the top of his swing, it was a little bouncy. Like you couldn't quite sort of freeze the club head in your, in your, in your mind's eye. But now it seems that he's firmed it up. and But he has a ton of speed, 177-mile-an-hour ball speed. I jumped on uh, Trackman the other day, Diane, and I was swinging out of my shoes at 162. <laughs> so that's a lot of difference. for. But I'm old, but I understand that. But <laughs> I wasn't going to mention Still, I still well. move it. I still move it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and we talked about the fact that momentum from the end of the previous season traditionally – boded well for the guys when they started in Hawaii and he was coming off a fourth place finish at the RSM Classic at the end of 2021. I don't love these super low events. Minus 34 is a little bit different because the scores are so low that you're almost watching it in disbelief, especially when you see how many of them got there or thereabouts. But with the course, you know, Cam Smith having that length of the tee, there were so many slopes. The ball was getting such a run out. But I know we're going to talk about Matt Jones on the podcast today, but you have to feel for him a little bit shooting 61-62 at the weekend and not winning the tournament. I mean, you talk about form continuing. This could be the week for Matt Jones. Yeah, and Jones, he's a... It plays really good this time of year. He's won the Australian Open before. It was almost like uh, saw him make like a 50-footer on 17, had his eyes closed, shaking his head when he was walking up, yeah. getting it out of the hole. And then, then 18, he left his pitch about 20 feet short, putted it. It would have went into a mouse's ear. It was so tight into the center of the hole. And he's, he's just laughing at his caddy like, I can't miss. And when I start to think about how I handicapped this week, Diane, of course, a lot of people don't know, you know, we take about 30% of the stats. We Then we take or, or 30% historically what it takes to win on the course. Then we take, you know, look at the players who could actually recreate that historical stat amount to win and then we mix in another 40 percent of just stuff that we know that hardly anyone else knows so this course this tournament this week is very it's about it's the biggest dice roll of anywhere um that we would handicap because there's so many guys coming from just a dead cold stop coming straight out of uh hibernation 
not very long hibernation, but they got new clubs, they've got new shirts, they're getting out of the packets, they're putting new shoes on, they, they've worked on their swings in the off-season. And the guys last week, Diane, that played and played well, they have probably got like, I don't know, I was trying to think this morning, they're one and a half shots per nine advantage because they're already moving like Cam Smith, Matt Jones, Mark Leishman, a lot of these guys that I'm looking down the list that have already played well last week. What an advantage they have starting this week. Mm -hmm. Well, this week, what we're going to do on the podcast is we'll give each our outright favorite, one to watch and a dark horse pick. We'll talk about some other names in the mix as well. But we're doing a complete 180 from Kapalua because Wildlife Country Club is one of the shortest courses on tour. It's a par 70. There's not really a huge advantage for long hitters off the tee. They're really restrained. But accuracy, a really solid short game, going to be key this week. And we're still going to see high scoring, traditionally high teens to the low 20s. I don't think we're going to see 34 under par again. Side note, by the way, I love that in his uh, interview after he won Cam Smith said that they were shooting for minus 35 <laughs> so he's like well, yeah. I missed it by one <laughs> yeah and Wildlife Country Club Diane is a very very small piece of property it's bounded by the lagoon uh, on on the I'm going to guess here south side of the island there right around the corner from Diamond Head uh, vol Volcano there um, housed all the way around so it's just like a big square that's just got the ocean on one or the lagoon on one side of it one nine one nine sits on one side of the clubhouse and the other nine sits on the other but traditionally you've got to do a couple of things to play well at Wailea it's not a long hitters course I saw Bryson DeJambeau withdrew with a sort of a, a strained wrist but even if he was there that's not a good course for him because there's nowhere from nowhere for him to hit it there's some narrow little dog legs you've got to position your ball and traditionally speaking this has been a course Diane Webb Simpson, Isaiah Oki, Jack Renner. This is where a lot of short hitters have done really well. And in my mind, you've got to keep your ball in play and you've got to be able to putt really good. So those are the two things I'm really looking on. I've got my, um, depending on what you say, always mm -hmm. let ladies go first, <laughs> but uh, depending on who's your favorite, I'm going to pick a good favourite. I'm going to put someone to watch and why, and okay. then I'm going to pick a super dark horse. Yeah. Well, um, Kevin Na is defending champion. Talk about short hitters, good putters. He fits that mould perfectly. Cam Smith won in 2020. It was a playoff with Brendan Steele. Remember the wind it really picked up for the playoff. Matt Kutcher, again, fits that mould in 2019. Our own Patton Kazire won in 2018. He'd got his first win Master in Mayakoba. Master putter, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, there's definitely a trend there and then Justin Thomas in 2017 you can never argue when his name is down he's long hitter champion. but he gets super hot yeah like he shot a 61 on Saturday after starting with a one over at uh, Kapalua it just seemed like he had needed one more practice round or something but he was in the mix there coming Saturday it just he was the one that shot off and they all saw 12 under and then all of a sudden everything changed and everyone's minds like, oh, okay, we can shoot 12 under here. And then Jonesy just, what did he shoot? 23 under on the weekend. I mean, these were crazy. Yeah, it really was. So, and Justin Thomas just couldn't miss on the greens on Saturday. Bermuda greens this week. So we're definitely going to be looking at that. And well, do you want to, do you want to dive into our picks then? I do. Okay. Do you want, so I do you want me to start then? Are we going to start with our outright favorite? I think so. Okay. Well, my outright favorite is 
plus 2,800. And on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app, he is in the A category. No surprise there. But my guy this week is Corey Connors. I think with Connors, he is so precise. The accuracy stat from T to green really kind of elevates him to my favorite this week. He finished just outside the top 10 last year in a tie for third in 2019. Someone like Connors, I think he could really contend anywhere. And we talk about him so much. I think that he'll be a little bit frustrated that he didn't achieve more in the in 2021. And I think hot out of the gate for someone as just dialed in and precise as Cody Connors at 28 to 1. I think there is great value in him getting the W at YLI. Well, it's a great pick. I had him sort of uh, on my one to watch until you just told me that, so I've got my backup. <laughs> but, yeah, Corey Connor, there's a lot of out-of-bounds, believe it or not, at Wiley. You can go out-of-bounds on about, I don't know, six or seven holes out there. So Corey Connors, in my mind, is probably one of the best strikers on two of pure swings, swingers of the club. Um, but I'm going to jump on your horse, Diane. I'm going back to the top of the food chain with Cam Smith. I knew it. Cam Smith. <laughs> When Cam Smith stands over the putter right now, it's he he doesn't take a practice stroke. Take he stands up, he gets the read, puts his ball down, uh, measures the the you know the line with his feet, and then he comes back, puts the ball down, and you'll notice when you look at him when he puts that putter behind the uh, when he puts his putter behind the ball, he looks at the line with his eyes for about oh, three or four or five seconds. And then it slowly comes back to the ball, and then he just freezes for about four seconds. Then he just puts the most majestic stroke on it I've ever seen. I mean, the guy just had John Rahm breathing down his throat for 36 holes or, or more. What was it? They played together three days. He never blinked, and every putt was just about to go in. He's won on this course. Yeah. We predicted him two years ago to do really well in the Hawaiian Oak because he grew up on a course just like Wailai in Queensland down there near Brisbane. So I'm just going to ride it, Diane. He, nobody's hitting it straighter. Nobody's hitting it better. And he's got confidence. He just beat the number one player in the world head-to-head for two straight days and just – and so I'm all over Cam Smith. Yeah. Do you know, I'm, I'm a little bit mad at myself. It might come back to bite me in the bum that I didn't pick him as my outright. But, I mean, he's 11 to 1. So, um I think that those odds are still pretty good. I mean, if you were to get those odds now, that's they're obviously going to be slashed once he starts. But... Cam Smith on the greens, unflappable. That is the word that we're using. And there's no reason why he can't. And the success rate of guys that play in Maui and then come to the Sony Open is really high because they're they're hitting the ground running. And you named a few at the top, like Mark Leishman and Matt Jones. Then the likes of Taylor Gooch, Sung JM had good weeks too. So, yeah. Yeah, and I'm looking for someone to get out of the gate, have a good Thursday round at YLI. Like um, my friend Pat Perez, I see he's committed. He he's been a little under the he's been a little under the weather at home and hasn't been able to practice as much as he as he wanted to. So he'll he'll be a little stiff and trying to you know get organised in the pro am and do all this. And he won't be up to speed. Uh, could you know? I, I hope he shoots a course record the first day, but 
I'm looking at guys that aren't going to come out of the gate as quick. And mm -hmm. Corey Connors has a shot at coming out of the gate, as you've already picked him. Cam Smith, I think he could play left-handed and shoot 60, 66 the first day at Wailai, the way the what. The, the way he's feeling, and you're going to have to watch out for Leishman. You're going to have to watch out for Matt Jones because they're just putting good and they and they know how to handle these sort of turf conditions because mm -hmm. they grew up in it. Okay. So, yes. Okay. I like it. Right. We're moving on to our ones to watch. And my guy is in the A flight on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app. He is plus 9,000. So put down $100 on him. You'll get 9,000 back if Keith Mitchell gets the win. So I've got, I've got reasons. I've really been digging deep into Keith Mitchell. You're, I know you're going to laugh so much at one of my reasons, but that's fine. <laughs> Um, he played well in the fall swing at the end of 2021. So he's got that momentum going forward. He's got good form around this course. And he, I mean, he's won on tour before. He won the Honda. He finished second at the Corrales in Punta Cana. And both of those results were coming after he'd taken the week off before. So you don't need to worry too much about that with him. He loves putting on Bermuda greens. He has a new caddy, so there you go. That... Didn't he just get married too? Yes, yeah, that was it. That's my main reason, is that he <laughs> flew out to Hawaii early with his family and his fiance, and he got married last weekend. So there is nobody feeling better about being in Hawaii right now, apart from maybe Cam Smith, than Keith Mitchell. So at 90 to 1, he's my one to watch. Well, that's a good pick. And is, is he one of those guys that went to Georgia, like, you know, uh, all these others that, that won the national championship? Like, because that would be just another, oh, you know, it, another yeah. icing on the cake. There you so, go. Was he a Georgia guy or he, he lived a, down there? Yeah, I think. He, he was a Georgia guy. And, uh, well, I have Bulldogs. So there you go. There's total correlation there. <laughs> <laughs> well, my pick's a little different. You stole Corey Connors, but I see why, because he's probably a favorite. I was watching Corey Connors always. But I'm going to pick my friend. And a couple of reasons, Brian Harmon, the left-hander, a lot of dogleg to the lefts on this course. And for a left-hander, that's a fade. So he, he's already a top 10 driver on the tour. He's a super putter. Uh, I think that I'm looking at the stats here. He's 11th in driving accuracy. But I'm going to go on the mold, Diane, that we talked about at the top, which is this course suits a guy who's a shorter hitter. And the reason it – the reason – that's the case is when you play a course that has a lot of dog legs, the big hitters have to negotiate either go over the top or they have to curve it around the dog leg, or maybe they go too far and out the other side of the dog leg. Whereas a shorter player, Brian Harmon, for example, in this case, he just knocks it down the middle. His fairway is way wider because he's a shorter hitter. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the big hitters don't like to lay up all day. They, don't, they, don't, they want to use their length and strength to cut corners like Justin Thomas when he won there. He's cutting corners and hitting it in the fairway and off he went. But for the most part, we're looking at guys that want to hit the fairway at Wildlife because it gets windy. There's a lot of trees. There's a lot of out of bounds. So, Diane, I am all over my friend Brian Harmon this okay, week. Okay, I can see that for sure. That's a really, really good pick. What are his odds? I think he's also at um, 9,000. Okay. Um, well, I know that the general rule for our dark horse picks is they have to be 100 
plus. Um, my guy is also ninety to one plus nine thousand. So I'll that, give you that little ten yeah, points I thought, this week. You know, I got the winner last week, so I can get away with that slightly. <laughs> but my dark. You can pretty horse, much get away with whatever you want. Thank you. <laughs> my dark horse, I'm feeling good about, and we always say, you know, the dark horse might be someone to consider for a top 10 finish. But my guy is Denny McCarthy. Now, here's why. He's one of those guys that's not a massive hitter on tour, but he's definitely above average when it comes to accuracy. He's got a a brilliant short game, great with his irons, likes Bermuda putting, and he finished 2021 really well. Three consecutive top 15 finishes. Mayakoba, Houston Open, and at the RSM Classic. And when you look at YLI, with it being a shorter course, it's similar to Mayakoba, similar to the RSM, and both courses that he just performed well on. So I think that he's still looking for his first win on tour. This is the first time that he's actually played in this event. But I think that with it being a shorter course, he's going to feel very familiar. And hopefully with that time off, he's just been tinkering a little bit to get out of that top 15, break up into the top 10 for Denny McCarthy. You're a great handicapper because not only did you tell me uh, all about him, but you now you've got me pulling for him on everything. <laughs> and and, uh, <laughs> and now he's my friend. <laughs> well... Diane, my I am coming from the obscure left field on this one. Okay. But you know me. I, I look at swings. I look at guys on Instagram to see how they're looking. And there's a guy that I'm picking who's 400 to 1 this what? week. And good putter, still putts in the top 50 on tour, so that's good enough for me. Um, Bo Hosler played golf down here in Texas uh, at the University of Texas. Not my favorite school, but right close to me. Super player. But this guy's swing is so solid. I'm just waiting for Bo Hosler to break out, Diane. And I'm going to pick it right out of the gate. Someone to watch it. 400 to 1 this week. Worked with Dana Dilquist out in California. He's a California kid, but not too far across to Hawaii. But I just think it's time for Bo Hostler to do something. And I've been watching his swing recently on, on Instagram. And I'm telling you, the guy has all kind of skill. I mean, you could put anyone else's swing up against him, but Bo Hostler, I love his action. And I'm just going to ride this 400 to one for a dark horse momentum this week. That is so good. I'm so proud of you. That makes up for my 90 to one. You going all the way up to 400 to one. That's amazing. Okay. (laughs) And I'm looking at his stats. He's a good putter. He really is. That's like definitely a shining stat. Well, that was the reason. I mean, he grew up here in Texas, had a great college career. So he's used to Bermuda. Normally I wouldn't pick a California kid to go Bermuda. So he knows what Bermuda is all about. So he's Mm -hmm. a good putter. And then I put that together with what I'm seeing on his swing action. Uh, You know, I I look at a lot of these guys' swings and I can see miniature flaws as they can and, you know, what is the ball doing? But at the end of the day, you've got to be able to hit the ball good. Mm-hmm. And the swing has a lot to do with that. And I'm just telling you, I just love everything about his swing. So I'm watching Bo Hostler. Okay. There's some really good, you know, the, this is the first full field event of 2022. And there's a lot of value if you really kind of troll through the field and thinking about accuracy, 
the shorter hitters not being at a disadvantage. Even Graham McDowell, who finished in, I think he was in the top three last year or top five. Great finish. He's 250 to one. Yeah. He he is Mm. a fade. He's a good putter. He's got experience. Yeah. So if you are handicapping yourself and you're working on SG Tour games this week, you know, Think about the guys that hit in the fairway because that's that's where all the action is this week. This is yeah. not, you know, the interesting thing about making picks, Diane, is is taking the golf course, look at what historically it takes to win, and then trying to sort of backtrack your way through the field to see who's capable of that. Okay. Great. Right. So those are our picks. My outright is Cody Connors. I've got Keith Mitchell as my one to watch and Denny McCarthy as my dark horse. Your outright favorite is Cam Smith. Your one to watch Brian Harmon and dark horse at 400 to one. All eyes are going to be on Bo Hostler this week. <laughs> I love well, it. Of course, you know, well, we talked about, for example, last week, Diane, just to sort of give you an idea of or to give others an idea of what we look at or take into consideration, Jake, Jason Kokrak, who was the hottest player on the PGA Tour coming into Hawaii last week, finished at the back of the field. We talked about him coming out of Cleveland, been in the snow, had the boys over there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, not everybody's engine is cranked up. So we've got to take what we know. Take all of our spies, find out who's actually over there. Some guys are over there sick. Some guys are over there new gear. All these sort of things have to be taken into consideration. Patrick mm-hmm. Reed last week, for example, was on PXG, working through some things there, finished way down in the field. So to get those little to get those little tips, Diane, they better tune in here. Yeah, and you had said that you know you'd heard that John Ram had been working his ass off because he's got the Masters in mind, and when we hadn't seen him play since the Ryder Cup, it showed that he was game ready last week. Yeah, he was absolutely game ready. That was a good call on my part. That was from some people that are members of his club that told me how hard he was working and what he was up to. But it was very clear to me. I don't know if it was to you or not, because our our minds' eyes different, but. Um, the only difference between Cam Smith and just uh, and John Rahm last week was Cam just looked way better with the putting. Mm-hmm. Now I know that John Rahm only finished one back, and someone might say, "Well, how does he how does he not putt as good as?" I mean, he was right there, Elk, but he Cam Smith is just pure. Uh, it just doesn't look like he's going to miss. Rahm, he he makes all the ones around four or five feet, and that's a lot of the shots that he hits from the fairway, but. Cam Smith was dangerous from 20 to 30 feet. I mean, dangerous. He looks like he should live in Hawaii, Cam Smith, with that hair. I know there's so much to be said on the mullet, and they talk about it all the time. We, we saw him win this tournament in the, the Sony Open a couple of years ago, and then he won in Kapalua. He's got the long hair flowing in the wind. I mean, he just looks like he's so chilled out and so comfortable and well, at home. You know, we, you know where we say he should live, don't you? Where? Oh, mate, he lives in Australia, mate, up on the Gold Coast. That's where he looks like he should be from, and that's where he bloody's from, mate. Instead, he lives 10 minutes down the road from me here in Jacksonville, on the water, with his big boat. (laughs) Um, Yeah, living the dream. It's all going good for Cam Smith, and it could go back-to-back this week at the Sony Open. Right, Elk, thank you so much. Next week, well, we're off to the West Coast, and it's the American Express at La Quinta. Andrew Landry, one of the Secret Golf contributors who's won and done well at this tournament a few times. So we know it and we'll be going through our top picks next week. Sports 
Social Podcast Network.